Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. At some point, if you're very lucky or very strategic, your podcast might become too popular for you to stay on the same low-cost hosting plan. Remember, unlimited downloads is all fine and good until your popular show starts costing somebody else real money. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Tanstafall. Robert Heinlein reminded us of that some oh, over a half a century ago now. That means there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Now, in podcast hosting, in podcast media hosting, which has been around since the beginning of podcasting, there have been lots of low cost, like 20 bucks a month, five bucks a month, and free podcast hosting companies. In fact, if it were not for these low cost, sometimes free, although those tend to go out of business, uh, hosting companies, we wouldn't have podcasting where it is today. We really wouldn't have it. And the vast majority of these podcast hosting companies will tell you that you get unmetered bandwidth. Doesn't matter how big or popular your show gets. Don't worry about it. We got the bandwidth taken care of. Well... What if I told you that wasn't true? Now, I have to be very careful about this because the people that run these low-cost podcast hosting companies do an incredibly valuable service. Many of them are great friends of mine. We're at loggerheads occasionally on things, but I really do like the people that run these companies. And the last thing I want to do is set off a mass exodus away from any of these platforms. Look, I use these low-cost platforms. So what I'm about to say should not cause the average podcaster. Heck, it shouldn't cause 90% of podcasters to take drastic action. Because for the vast majority of podcasts, whatever you're paying right now for podcast hosting with your podcast media hosting company is what you're going to pay forever because you're never going to hit these limits. But if growing your podcast to be a commercially viable enterprise, kind of the theme of the week here, if that's your goal, once you do that, once you make a show that is commercially viable, you will be running up against these limits. And you're going to get a phone call or an email or something else from your podcast hosting company. And they're going to say, you know, we need to find a way to recoup our investment in your program. And again, it's worth restating. The vast majority of podcasts will not encounter this. 
if you're getting hundreds or even thousands of listeners of your episodes each and every month, this does not apply to you. It's when you start hitting the numbers of commercial viability we spoke at yesterday, tens of thousands, like hundreds of thousands. That's when the bandwidth costs of your podcast hosting company are going to start causing consternation for your podcast hosting company. And if you look at the fine print, if you look at the contract that you probably just did a real quick sign and do, just go quickly through, there will be a clause in there that states something along the lines of, if your show gets too big, we're going to reach out to you and find ways to uh, help us recoup the cost. And the way they'll recoup the cost is, is one of two, realistically. What they'd prefer to do in most cases is help you find advertisers or take a portion of your advertising revenue, one of the two, probably help, so they can help monetize your show. They can be an active proponent, interactive proponent, yeah, in monetizing your program and take a bit of the action of that to cover their very real costs. Yeah, the cost of bandwidth goes down all the time, but it's not yet at zero. Plus, they've got to run the servers and keep the staff, and I get it. I understand why that's the case. So one, they'll probably try and monetize the show with ad insertions or you doing direct reads or bringing opportunities to you and taking a piece of that makes sense. And if that's not okay for you, the second way they recoup their cost is you pay them. You pay them for the bandwidth that your show is using. I spoke to a couple of different big podcasters over the week. And they've all told me the same story. Their show got too big and they got the phone call. And in some cases, podcasters are happy to stay and work directly with those. But in other cases, they decide to uh, go somewhere else, somewhere that's a little less do it yourself, a little less hands on and move up to a managed service where Hosting is built into not only single person selling ads, but big networks of people, ad sales reps who plug into lots of different interfaces to see what inventory is available for sale. Now, maybe you're a current podcast hosting company does that too. Great. You can do it. I'm not naming names. I'm not saying who does this because all of them do it. I mean, realistically, Every podcast hosting company, free or low cost, will run into this eventually when a show gets really popular and big. They're going to have hard costs. I know personally people who've ran podcast hosting companies and said, you know, we can keep this free or cheap because the costs are really low. And then one big show comes up and suddenly this place is now stroking a several thousand dollar a month hosting bill, a a bandwidth bill that they weren't expecting before. How do they cover that? You know, if you're charging a whole bunch of people a small amount of money, let's say $25 a month, and each one of those shows only costing you a dollar a month in bandwidth because they're getting less than 100 downloads, and I'm just making up a number, by the way, then you've got $24 of extra profit that you can spread around to pay for the ones, to pay for the shows that are costing you hundreds of dollars. It's when they start costing thousands. And when a lot of them start costing thousands, that these hosting companies have to make a big decision. 
what to do with you. So just think about it. When you're looking for your podcast hosting company, if you really do have designs on growing it to where it's commercially viable and you have a plan to do so, not just a wish, not just hoping that your podcast idea grows, but you've actually done your research and you know the audience you're making this show for and they are going to be coming out in droves, just plan on dealing with this bandwidth cost you on your own because it's going to come up if you are successful. Just get ahead of it. That's all I want you to do. Just understand that someone has to pay the bandwidth cost eventually. Maybe it's best that you start out knowing that. I think it is. Now, one thing, if you have a friend of yours that is in podcasting that maybe didn't know about this or claims that's not the case, do me a favor. Send them this particular episode. Word of mouth works really well in podcast advertising, and there are a lot of podcasts out there. By by my, just looked a moment ago, there are almost 900,000 shows available. Look, 900,000 people aren't listening to my program. So I would really appreciate it if you would send this off to a podcaster you know and say, hey, did you realize that your podcast hosting bill might go up drastically if you get really popular? Or maybe there's another episode of mine that you like. Send that to them. I would greatly appreciate that because it's the best way to spread the word of the show is by spreading the word of the show. Now, if you've got questions for me, reach out evo at podcastlaunch.pro and enjoy your Friday. I don't do shows on Friday, so I'll be back Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org 
provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.